Like we, we're like, oh shit, what do I do? So now I'm thinking like, all right, I got to get my iPhone headphones. I have to find that little dongle, wherever the hell I put that piece of crap mm-hmm. and like try to hook it up to my control. And that dongle, everybody loses that dongle. That thing is like freaking two, two inches small. Like, Alright everyone and welcome to yet another edition of Game Wild. We've made it to another one. How about that, SJW? What do you think? Oh my god, wait, what are we is this four? Fifteen. Fifteen? Oh 14? man, I don't know. I don't I've know. lost count. I, know, I don't even know thing. how to count anymore. <laughs> that's probably a good thing. Once we get past like toes and fingers, then we really know we've made it. <laughs> yep. That's absolutely right. So once again, I want to welcome everyone to another edition. We want to thank you for coming aboard during the uh, COVID quarantine stuff that's still going on throughout the world. So we thank you for taking some time to listen to us as part of your uh, weekly routine. And if you haven't already, please give us five stars and rate us and review us on all of the great sites that are out there that we are on. And um, I think we're just going to get started. We're going to jump right into it. I think feet first. And the first thing on the docket is going to be the question of the week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this one is what was your favorite video game controller of all time? So, SJW, since I brought up the question, why don't you be the first to answer? Um, Sure. All right. We'll switch it up this week. I uh, Yeah. Man, what was my favorite video game controller of all time? That is – that's hard. Very difficult. Ooh, that is very difficult, to be honest with you. I mean, are we including like game any game controller boys? that you've ever played? Like, does does the shape well, of a game? No, no, not really. Okay, so I mean, I think it's not? more console. Yeah, we'll I think we got to go console. So, not okay. Let's go with. Well, I know what I'm not going to choose, and that's the original Xbox controller. I'm definitely yeah, that was probably <laughs> that the worst, was probably one, the worst one. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with N64. I'm gonna go with N64. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great controller, and I have to say I I love that controller too, and mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it. I've been fighting between the PlayStation 1 uh, Dual yeah. Shot controller, the original Dual Shot mm-hmm. controller, and maybe it's because I still use it and I really like it, but um, the Xbox One controller I'm a big fan of. Uh, I really love that controller. I, I use it on some of my PC games as well. So, you know, I think I'm going to go with something that's still fairly new or at least recent, and I'm going to go with the Xbox One controller. And it looks like the Xbox One X series controller isn't going to be too far off in regards to the way that one's going to look to the Xbox One controller. So yeah. I'm going to stick with that. I, I will say the Xbox, so I feel like most of the most of the younger generation that may not have played like N64 and stuff, they probably all mm-hmm. unanimously agree that Xbox One is their favorite controller. I feel like most people yep. prefer that controller. What I will give, I've always been a PlayStation controller guy. Uh, what I will give to the Xbox controller right now is that they make it incredibly easy to, like you said, use it for your PC. Um, I use mm-hmm. it for like Rocket League and basically anything uh, like a first-person shooter, like Halo that I play on online or Fortnite or something like that. I'm more of a controller guy for those games. I can't use yep. my keyboard and mouse for that stuff. It just feels really, really weird. So um, I will say they make just it super careful. easy. Careful with what? Yeah, just be careful. Well, because a lot of people will uh, blast you for that. Uh, there is a, oh, yeah. <laughs> a huge segment of the community that's 
Uh, first person shooters should only be keyboard and mouse, and if you use a controller, it just means you suck. I don't. I so mean, be careful with that. <laughs> all right, listen. We've I will, just lost. We lost viewership. <laughs> all right, listen. Oh I I will say I will give credit to people that can use a keyboard and mouse for shooters because it is I feel a much higher difficulty playing with a keyboard and mouse. So if you can play with a keyboard and mouse, you can obviously play with a controller. Um, yeah, that's if, what I do. Yeah. I've been able to do both because. Uh, I am a little bit older than you, and there were no controllers back in the day when you wanted to play first-person shooters for Doom <laughs> yeah. and Wolfenstein. Well, okay, well, uh, no, I, and Quake. I played Quake was a big one. I played Quake, Half Life. I played Quake, the original Halo, the uh, original Counter Strike, and Doom, and uh, Wolfenstein, all on PC with keyboard and mouse when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was when yep. I was probably like eight, nine, ten, and then even in high school, we had Halo. On all of the computers for computer science, it wasn't really a computer science class. Let's be honest; it was a Halo right. class, and uh, we would all we would all land and play Halo on computers. So, uh, yeah, no, nice. I, I know the pain, but even yeah. you know, it's and actually now that you mention it, it's funny because I can't even think about playing something like Halo without a controller now. But back then, I didn't think twice about loading up you know WASD with my with my mouse. Yep. So uh, it's kind of weird how that's how that shifted, and I didn't even recognize it. So. Yeah. So now that we've talked about our question of the week, which is going to um, play into one of our big topics Ooh, of yeah, the week. Yeah, pretty excited about we, it. We are going to start off um, our second segment with a review. Uh, SJW was kind enough to spend some money and get a physical copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake for the PlayStation 4. And he said that he spent five hours of his life last night playing the game. <laughs> So, with that being said, as you can see on YouTube, I have a Final Fantasy VII Remake background, um, basically for for him and for everyone else to see. Oh, so, please go on our YouTube and check dude. it out. <laughs> dude, and I, I would like for you to now give us your impressions of the first five hours of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I'm sure... Based upon how the game actually plays, you probably have 25 to 30 more hours of gameplay oh, yeah. before you're finished oh, my God, with that yeah. piece because it's it's a three-piece set. Well, so, And I, I would like to tell you that you need to freaking get this game, bro. <laughs> this is – oh, my God. All right. So I, first, props to the background. I do very much love a good Midgar background, okay? It's, it's, it's great, especially with the new graphics. It looks on point. And it's funny because – they specific that it doesn't look too far off from the uh, the original CGI from the original game, simply because yep. it's such a zoomed out picture of Midgar. So there's not a whole lot of detail to be had. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. it's funny how that's like that. But anyways, oh man, yeah. So I sunk five hours into this. I think I'm on chapter like five or something like that. It goes by chapters, so it's uh, reminiscent of like Uncharted in that sense. Uh, and man, you know when I when I first started, you played the demo, right? Yes. Okay. So the demo. Remember, I gave you the demo impressions, and you were like, "Oh, I wish I played it." Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, and and where did the demo end again? It was uh, right after you basically were escaping in the bomb. Yeah. So you blew up everything. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're running out, and then it ends. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when I played the demo, I was like, "Man, you know, this is basically just the same game," and it didn't really, it didn't go through a lot of the menu stuff and the materia. Like you didn't deal with materia or anything in the demo, so mm-hmm. I was a little concerned. But once you get out of the demo and you get to like chapter two, uh, you get actually right after the demo, you get a piece of materia from Jesse, uh, mm-hmm. who is one of the avalanche girls. And 
it just is all uphill from there, man. It's it's all so 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 good. the The best part is that once you get to sector uh, the slums, I think it's sector seven yep. in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You, I was not expecting this. There's side quests, and of course, well. So here's the thing. I don't know why. Like it's a remake, but I was thinking in my head that it was just going to be the same game with just like added storyline, and I wasn't expecting. Or, or even really wanting side quests. I was totally cool as a Final Fantasy fan just playing the game straight through remade. What are you smiling about? Well, I just like, I find it funny that you're like, I didn't expect the RPG to have side okay, quests. Okay, okay, all right. No, because... Like, especially right at the start. But did you play the original game? Like, did you play the... Of course I played okay, the original so game. So that's, that's what I mean. Like, I guess... I was I'm such a Final Fantasy fan that I was literally just picturing the original game in my head with with new graphics. Like that's literally what I was thinking. I don't know if that's just me. Well, if that was the case, <laughs> the whole entire way the game actually plays would be completely different and it would be turn-based and not freaking Well, and you know, and the combat. So I was basically I was basically combat. new graphics, new combat system. That was basically all I was expecting and I don't know, maybe that's just me, but the side quests uh, are super super fun. They, you know, they're, they're simple things uh, and I haven't gotten into too many more. The only, the only downside I will say, and I think this is only because of how the first disc plays out. So like the first disc in the original game was just Midgar and that's, that's supposed to be what this is. When you are in sector seven, the slums, when you finish, it says, um, like when you're about to go into the bar at one point to kind of like finish that chapter, it says, if you proceed, you cannot complete the side quests that you haven't done yet. Um, so, so it kind of forces you, like you either do all the side quests or you don't, uh, because, or you can do a couple and just move on. But what I will say is that if you do all the side quests, you get a little, uh, extra tidbit of storyline. Um, now it's not like Hmm. super integral to like understanding the whole story. It didn't include like Sephiroth or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. it's relationship building. So I think for the true, like RPG Final Fantasy fans, you're going to want to do all the side quests. Um, if just at least to get all the storyline that you could possibly get. Um, beyond that, the materia system is so good. It's just like the classic, but it's very clean. Um, it, ve- it transitioned very well into, uh, you know, modernization and all that. And, oh my God, I just, I could go on and on about this game, Joe. It's it's so freaking good. So how many um, characters do you did you end up getting for your squad? Is it just the three? Is it just... Cloud, Tifa, right now it's and just Barrett, Cloud, it Tifa, just... and Barrett—the only people I that you actually have played with so far. Tifa's super okay. fun. What I what I love the most about the battle I bet system. You she is. Oh yeah, she's. Dude, one of my friends was in the living room watching she's me bouncy. play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's bouncy. All right. One of my friends was watching me play on the projector in the living room, and he's like, "Oh my god, she looks so, like." He, he was commenting on the clothes that Tifa was wearing, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, they definitely they Tifa'd her up in this game. So she she is Tank very much Tifa. Tifa. Oh yeah, yeah. Take top Tifa's right. So, um, yeah. It's and oh, so what I was saying is the they did a great job making the look and feel of every individual character feel completely different. Fighting with Cloud feels incredibly different with than fighting with Tifa. Feels incredibly different than fighting with Barrett. They all have completely different special moves. The other good thing that I wasn't expecting with their abilities mm-hmm. is that like let's say you start with Buster Sword. When you have yep. the Buster Sword, you have Braver, right? Mm-hmm. And now, originally, Braver was like his limit break in the original game. Now, yep. Cross Slash is his limit break. And I haven't even gotten into learning new limit breaks yet. Like, they haven't even introduced that. So Braver is just an ability attached to Buster Sword. So, if you unequip Buster Sword, you lose Braver, 
However, mm-hmm. when you equip a new weapon, each new weapon has a new ability like Braver. So if sure. you level up that ability, you now learn it permanently. So when you go to choose a different yeah. weapon, that's just in your ability list. So the cool thing is I can use Braver, you know, whenever I want, whenever I have an ATB gauge filled and whatever mm-hmm. other skills I might learn linked to the weapons. And, and, do you know, uh, oh God, skill grid. The, uh, just like Final Fantasy X, you know how they, all the yeah. games have that for like a skill grid now? Yeah. Um, they have that for weapons. So your weapons level up. They have SP attached to them. Uh, they have nice. max SPs, and then you put them into skills to gain HP, gain attack, stuff like that. So um, it's just, oh, it's so good. It's simple enough to not ruin the original game, but more complexity and more features have been added to make it feel like a brand new game. Awesome. That's incredible. Oh, so dude, it's, more to play. It. You got to get it. You more time it. to play. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just about sticking all that time into it. It's going to mm-hmm. be difficult. But I get it, and um, you like I said, you probably still have about thirty hours left just for that one part. I'm sure, like the whole game itself is broken up oh, into three man. separate parts, and I bet you it's probably going to be like a hundred plus hours combined. But I can only imagine the first game being about forty. It was about forty-two 40-ish. or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. that's what that's what's blowing my mind right now because I did the side quests in the beginning, and with yeah. all the side quests taken into consideration, so it probably would have taken me like an hour and a half less if I didn't do the side quests it's right now five hours to get through like five chapters and we're just now like we're still in the sector seven slums pretty much we haven't even gotten Mm -hmm. to like the wall market or anything so there's still so much more gameplay to be had and it's it's five hours in so there's got to be yeah like you said like 30 plus hours of gameplay in this and and it's just only the first disc so i the only the only thing that pisses me off and it might not depending on what they do is i swear to god if they make the wait for the next, like, you know, the sequel and the and the third game, I will flip my shit. I am not going to sit here and play a game on a cliffhanger, even if I already know the end of the story. All right, we all, right. we know, we played the original game, we know the end of the story, but, like, no. I, we need to have these games, like, within a reasonable amount of time. A year is the absolute tops. If they make it more than a year, oh, uh, that's just pushing it, man. That's uh, not cool. Not cool by Square Enix if they do that. I hear you, and hopefully this COVID stuff doesn't cause it to go back even further. Then that's the problem, too. Part. Which yeah. kind of sucks, because they also can use that as an excuse, whether it's affecting it or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's... Yeah. Well, let's... Uh, speaking of COVID, there's some things going on because of it. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is that Google Stadia is starting uh, to give away two months free oh, yeah. of its... Uh, software program streaming whatever you want to call it (laughs) and all you need is a gmail account um this is from ign who reported this and basically if you have a google account or a gmail account you can sign up for stadia and get two months free after that it's 9.99 a month or you can opt out and just use your two months there it's completely up to you and the pro subscription tier allows players to claim free games for the stadia library and uh, right now it looks like there's a few like Destiny 2, the collection, Grid, um, Gaelit, or it's G Y I T. I think it's Gilt. Oh, Gilt. Gilt. Yeah. Well, I was wondering if it was like uh, an I or an L. Yeah. Uh, SteamWorld Dig 2, SteamWorld Quest, Hands of Gigamech, or Gil- Gilgamech, Gilt, and then Serious Sam Collection, Splitting, Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. In Thumper. <laughs> but let me tell you something, uh, SJW. The one big thing about this article is that there is a question in the article. 
So it's basically like, hey, will you be trying Google Stadia for free? So I decided to answer it. I said no. Oh, you can and comment. You, you commented below. No, I just put in a vote. Oh, okay. okay on the gotcha, question. Gotcha. Wouldn't you know? No is the top answer at almost sixty <laughs> percent. So even Google giving this away for two months is not enough for gamers to want to try this. At a whopping fifty nine point seven percent, no is the biggest answer. Yeah. Yes is at thirty six point five, and I'm already a Stadia Pro subscriber is three point nine. And for you three point nine percenters out there, don't fret. They're giving you two months free no matter what. So if you're already a pro subscriber to Stadia, you're actually still getting two months free. So this is not for new subscribers. This is for anyone who has a Gmail account that wants to sign up right now or has a pro Stadia account already. So Yeah, and, and listen, I <laughs> this vote is not – I mean it's 11,874 people that voted. This is not like 10 people voted and it's skewed. This is yep. a fair amount of gamers that are like, nah – Thanks. Keep your stadia. <laughs> I'll chill. Yeah, exactly. Else. No. And, and dude, like you have destiny for free, but I don't know, man. I'm just, dude, this, this whole streaming thing. I think people already moving primarily to digital was a big enough leap for gaming mm -hmm. in general. So now to be sitting here streaming, which is basically the way that I see it is that the gamer is losing ownership of games even more and more and more as time goes on. Now, that doesn't really matter if you're just worried about playing the games. But me personally, mm -hmm. I actually had somebody comment on an Instagram post that I made. Um, I, I said something about waiting for Pokemon in the mail because I just got Pokemon Shield. It's coming next week. And as if I don't already have enough games to play. And um, he's like, well, dude, why not just download it? And I'm like, well, because you don't even own the game. He's like, well, you can you know, put it on an SD card. And then you know, technically you could like sell the SD card to somebody if you wanted to. The problem is when you download all these games now, it literally has in terms terms and conditions that you are purchasing uh, the rights to like like use the game. You're not actually mm -hmm. buying. You don't own anything. You're literally paying yeah. to like permanently rent a game, and yeah, and it attaches to your account and stuff like that. And obviously, yeah. if something happens, you you can get it back. It like, goes away with you, kind of. Yeah, but you know? like when you talk like the the world in general, it just what you own things that are yours. And personally, mm -hmm. for me. If I buy a game, I want it to be mine. I also kind of like collecting games. So yep. as a collector, you don't ever want to buy a, a digital game, like ever. So that's why I got the Final mm -hmm. Fantasy VII remake on disc. I could have got it at midnight the other night, but I, I picked mm -hmm. it up in store because I wanted the physical game. And and you right. know, you know, let's say something let's say something like the coronavirus happens and you leave a little bit of cash. Like <laughs> you can you can sell all your games and get some cash. So I just, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't, I think that has a little bit to do with it. But then on top of that, man, they just failed with marketing this and making it worth it and, and all that stuff. Actually, I just looked this up too, just so everybody who's listening, it's only available in certain countries as well. Ah, um, uh -huh, yes, there is some limitations as per usual. So here they are Belgium, Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Netherlands, Norway, Spain, Sweden, the UK, and the US. So that's it's not a lot of countries when you all things considered. It's the mm -hmm. major co countries, I guess you could say. Um, you know, the countries that are most likely to even have, you know, like first world countries, right? But um, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not getting this. I'm not. I'm not bothering. I don't even care. Yeah, I'm me so. Neither. I'm so beyond Stadia. That's why we don't talk about it. 
<laughs> till till now. Like nobody gives yeah, a shit. Yeah, and about that's it. only because it's free. So if people are interested in it, they can go to IGN. We'll yep. have the link down in our uh, page here, so you can look at it. But oh, yeah. now let's move over to the next uh, big topic, and this is part of the reason why we decided to ask what controller is your favorite. Yep. And that's because uh, the Sony PlayStation Five controller was announced in regards to revealing what it's going to look like. And some of the fun stuff that's going to be coming with it, they are calling it the DualSense controller. So if you guys are uh, familiar with PlayStation's controllers over the years, they've created the DualShock controller, and then that was upgraded over the PlayStation years. So there was the PlayStation 1 DualShock that came closer to the end of it Mm -hmm. than the PlayStation 2 three, four, et cetera. And now we are finally changing the name and changing it up to call it the dual sense controller. Yeah. You know, I, I, it looks great. I mean, the controller looks great. I think my only complaint is that they're not calling it the DualShock 5. <laughs> well, it looks, it looks fairly similar to a PlayStation 4 controller with a, with a little bit more of a fatter design, it looks like. But it's yep. very, very reminiscent of a PlayStation 4 controller, which is fine because I'm not going to slam that because the, play, the Xbox controllers um, have evolved over the years for sure. But the Xbox One controller versus the Xbox One X series controller or Xbox X series, whatever they're calling it again, is going to be very similar to the, to, the to its form. Can't wait till there's like Xbox Triple X. <laughs> right, exactly, the Triple X controller. <laughs> we know what you want. So I actually, so for anybody who's uh, watching on the YouTube, or if you're listening and you want to see the controller, head over onto our YouTube. I have the picture up uh, in the video. And yeah, Joe nailed it. I mean, it looks exactly like the PS4 controller. It looks a little bulkier than the ps4 controller are you seeing that does that would you agree with that it looks like the middle portion yeah that's what i said it it feels it feels thicker yeah yeah okay and they do say you know it's supposed to have a better grip um the the triggers are supposed to be adaptive triggers so now each game to, to me what that means is that instead of like it's obviously the amount of tension you put on the triggers in any game matters but now I guess each game programmers will be uh, available to, or sorry, will be able to uh, change that up in each game. It's not just a set, yeah. you know, uh, one to 10 or mm-hmm. whatever. So that's pretty cool. I guess for game development, that'll help uh, the options button, which was on the right next to the triangle button is now going to be called, what does it say? Create, right? Is that right? Uh, I think it's I called think the so, create yeah. button. So I, I do like the name change. I think that's good from, I mean, from all standpoints. I think it's good from a business standpoint, too. I think they made that decision from a business standpoint because people are about being creators now, content creators. Um, so I, I think I think it's good. Um, I don't yeah, know. And I mean, Dual it sense. is going to also come with a audio jack, that your standard audio jack, which is good for headphones and, and such, which uh, which was a big to-do, I, I suppose. That um, surprises past, me. So. That, that honestly surprises me that it Why? even comes with an aux. Well... I feel like a lot of things are shifting away from aux now to USB-C. And it's like, I don't, I don't know if you forget, like, all right, here's an example. I think it's cost. Well, I think, well, yeah, cost has something to do with it. But here's a perfect example. Last night I was playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I decided to stream it directly from my PS4, right? Using the share button. And Mm -hmm. I was like, shit, I don't have a mic set up. So my first thought was because the controller itself has an aux port, the PS4 controller has an aux port in the bottom. I'm like, oh, I'll just grab some headphones. So I asked my roommate and both of us are like, where in the Christ do we have a set of aux headphones? Like none of us have any. 
Like we we're like, oh shit, what do I do? So now I'm thinking like, all right, I got to get my iPhone headphones. I have to find that little dongle wherever the hell I put that piece of crap mm-hmm. and like try to hook it up to my control. And that dongle, everybody loses that dongle. That thing is like freaking two two inches small. Like, so I don't think aux. I think aux is getting phased out. It's all Bluetooth and USB C. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm very surprised they did it. I wouldn't be surprised if this is wrong and they change it to a USB C because we still have quite a way to go. I don't well, know. I mean. I don't know. It says uh, they revealed it, so I mean, it's possible they could change it. But this looks like it's going to be it. I this isn't like, hey, they've shown oh, wait. like schematics. This is it. This is the controller. I don't think there's any changes that are going to happen. Well, in, wait. at least at the beginning. Yeah, you you might be right, but it doesn't say anything in this article. But I imagine it's probably going to USB C at the top of the controller to charge. Well. That looks very familiar to me of a uh, old school USB charger. Just this, well, just you from can't the pictures. See the, you can't see the top though. So you're saying it would yes, still have a charger. Yes, you can. If that... you scroll down a little bit more, they do oh, have a they, side they have view a at the bottom. It's very difficult to say f- specifically which one it is, but it looks very, very much like a. Um, Wait, what picture are you looking at? Are you in on the, the IGN? Oh, in IGN. the game. Oh no, Game Radar. I'm on Game Radar Plus. Maybe we have different. Um, articles yeah i I had the wired uh the wired article Uh, that's why okay games radar dual sense okay okay let's see let me uh okay then it has one on the shoulder Ooh, ooh, that's tough i mean it's tough to say but it kind of looks like it's got that angle to it that would be reminiscent of uh, the usb yeah because isn't the Um, usb c just like a perfect oval it's a yeah perfect oval and this doesn't look like it so it's i think they call that the Beat? Oh wait, no, I don't, I don't know. It kind of looks to like, tell. it kind of looks like, all right, so. And it doesn't say what the charging port is in, in this article either. So it doesn't talk about the charging piece, which I'm surprised because there was a lot of conversation about the Xbox controller going with battery still and getting a battery pack versus having it built in like the um, PlayStation controller is going to have a built in charging controller. So. Oh, uh, okay. And, and you know what? I'm curious I mean, I'm trying to look up right now with the USB-C, but I know it does have to work with the PSVR because they did say that the PlayStation VR is going to work with PS5. So that mm. does, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the PSVR requires USB-A, right? I, I don't know. I'm not a big VR person to be able to answer that properly. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, wait. No. Okay. Here we go. I, I just found it. So there is a website that says Sony's latest PS... All right. Well, this is an old patent back in November. It says they revealed key features of the DualShock 5, including a built-in microphone and USB uh, Type-C charging. Oh, there you go. So there you go. So I And you know what? Honestly, it just makes sense that they're going to do USB-C charging. Um, so, I would think so. I think yeah. both would have it. I wouldn't even be surprised if the Xbox controller will have it because there will be yeah, uh, charging packs that you're going to have it too. So yeah. that's what I would say. Yeah, so and sure. did they reveal the Xbox controller yet? No, right? They've shown like the schematics of it for sure. I don't know if they've gone into detail, but they definitely have pictures of what it's going to look like. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I think it'll be USB C. And if that's the case, then the aux is literally there for just like, you know, the five people that still have aux headphones. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and it probably, like you said, it costs nothing to put an aux board in now, probably. Yeah. So, because it's so rarely used. But, yep, we have a PS5 controller. My only gripe is the name. But hey, I'll probably get used to it. I don't really care. Dual sense. There you go. I kind of actually so. they probably eventually should have gotten rid of the number anyways. What are they going to go up to PS10, DualShock 10, like, you know? Yeah, they could do is they can go as far as they want. Yeah. All right. 
so we're moving on to our next topic of of the day. Uh, our new segment that we just created and made up. Yep, absolutely. It's called Rough House Deals. Oh yeah, deals, deals. <laughs> so, um, on my, you know, looking around to try to find stuff for our viewers, and and this is all public stuff. It's not something secret. Uh, you can find this, but you know. The biggest thing going on right now with the whole uh, COVID-19 stuff is how do you interact with friends and play with friends online? But maybe you want to play with people who aren't so video game centric and you want to play stuff like board games or, or things like that or do trivia. Well, do we have something for you? The Jackbox Party Packs are all on sale directly at jackboxgames.com. So not only can you purchase one through six at a discount, you can purchase individual games as well at a discount. Um, the biggest one is Jackbox Party Pack 6, which is their newest one that just came out. And here's the deal. All you do is go to jackboxgames.com, pick the party pack that you want, and then it's going to show you all the uh, platforms it's on sale for. Please note, from the looks of everything that I see here, not everything may be on sale as we speak today or you hear this on monday yeah. so Ter terms and conditions are subject to change <laughs> exactly <laughs> and you should buy it directly from the site itself so for example the steam codes are purchased directly from jackbox games and you can get it on sale for about 30 percent off from 29.99 to 20.99 so you can get that from the steam store uh from the store on Jackbox games and then put it into your Steam account. Don't buy it at the Steam store because it's not on sale. Epic Games also has it available, but you have to note with Epic Games, it does say that it is available until April 16th. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that's probably going to be the same for Steam, but so Steam get doesn't on that have now. one. Right now. So get on that now because Monday is the 13th, so you only have a couple of days. It does look like the console ones may not be available as we are launching this podcast, but you can always check and see. So if you want to play it on the uh, consoles, it's also available there as well. So I just wanted to let that be known that if you want, you can do that. And the best thing about it is if you go through the Jackbox site, they show you how to play with your friends online through Google Meets, through Zoom, through Discord. So they show you and have walkthroughs on how you can play with your friends and interact so with them like they're physically there. So thoughtful. So thoughtful. So they have that as well. So have you played SCW, this you going to pick up any of this? I have the party pack three remember i've been trying to get you to play with me and oh that's right that's uh, razor right, right. and everybody holy oh, and wait, no one yeah. wants to play with us wait when did this no first come out with us jackbox has been around forever it has but been this, around forever. this but this is the sale that's helping people get through this covid19 stuff and i've seen a bunch of friends do it um my wife's good friend he owns a development company who does like websites and stuff he posted uh on his company facebook basically that all of his friends all of his company um were playing drawing two or draw it two which is one of the games that jackbox has so and they did it through a zoom or a google meets i don't know which one but they did it all and they, he like took a screenshot of their scores and then everyone on the side all on camera okay. yep. and i do want to put together a game night for us as well i know that you're busy you've been busy but oh, um, we're gonna yeah. get a bunch of friends together hopefully and try to do a digital game night 
I'm totally down. Yeah, I mean, I did play this before uh, with my roommates here at my house, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's definitely it's fun. And I mean, you know, you have a couple of drinks, and it's really fun. So, <laughs> uh, this thing is. Uh, oh, we, we do not promote underage drinking on this channel. Please note. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but everyone have, is of age. I yeah, every, hope, obviously, house, so. obviously. Oh yeah, everybody oh. here is at least nineteen. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> so uh, they have tons of games on this, and honestly. I this is probably the if if somebody is not into video games like if you don't like traditional video games like even Nintendo like most people if they don't like Xbox and PS games then they'll play like Mario like traditional games or even Animal Crossing or Pokemon right and mm-hmm. um but if you can't even get on board with that then this is probably the route to go because it's more like uh, like a Pictionary type deal um stuff like that those types of games are on this and oh man can you pass the time especially during this covid stuff this this game is fun it's super easy to play super easy to set up uh and honestly for the price you'll get your money's worth it's uh it's it's very low costed for the amount of times you'll probably play it yeah and if you don't want to spend 20 uh dollars and 99 cents you can buy some of the older titles which are a little bit cheaper that are Mm -hmm. on sale as well so it's Mm -hmm. uh you can get it as cheap as 12.49 if you want to buy the original uh, party game, and then the party pack two is also twelve forty nine. And then once again, if you want to save some money and just buy an individual game, they do have the individual games for sale, like Drawful Two, which is the one I think was the one that he was talking about. Yeah, That's uh, four ninety nine right yep. now. Yep, basically like that. And they have tons of different games that are on sale, so it's totally up to you. Um, but I would recommend that if you're looking at it. And you want some of the newer games to check the party packs because the party packs are actually cheaper mm-hmm. than some of the individual games themselves. Um, for example, Party Pack Three is sixteen twenty four, which comes with the murder murder trivia party, which is the one that I was trying to get you to play murder with me Mister, a couple yeah. weeks back with Razor. Yeah. Well, if you wanted to buy that individually, it's sixteen twenty four. So instead of buying right. that individually buy the party pack three for 1624 get that plus four more games on top of it so okay worth doing guys worth doing especially if you want to get some people in on the on the game playing but yeah i would recommend doing it i'm probably going to purchase the six party pack and then try to put a game night together for all of us this can also be purchased for your tv on apple tv and amazon fire so keep that in mind yep that's Mm -hmm. why i say and if you have comcast too yeah, and Comcast also has it. Oh, wow, yeah, Comcast box. Infinity. Wow. But those are not on sale. No, those are not. Those so, are not. but that's it, guys. That's the Rough House deals for the week. Please check them out. Hopefully when this airs, they'll still be on sale. Uh, but it looks like at least on the Epic Game Store it will be. So you'll have one place to get it. Go grab them deals. Get them. Deal it. Deal it. So hopefully, hopefully we can uh, we can help some people save some money with that segment each week. I'm kind of kind of excited we do that. So offer some yeah. value to our listeners. Um, all right. So as always, we're going to end with some of the new games coming out and another light week, man. Another light week, uh, feels bad. But what I will feels say bad, is I probably don't care what's coming out for the next two months anyways, cause I have the Final Fantasy seven remake. So it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so plus, plus Pokemon coming in the mail too. So, um, I got an animal crossing dude. I'm, I'm screwed. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're done. <laughs> I'm done. So, uh, so I know last week, we actually mentioned Fallout 76 Wastelanders was coming out, I think on the 7th, and that was a big fail because they delayed it right after we announced that, uh, and it is now delayed uh, to release on the 14th, which is, what the heck is today? So what is that, Tuesday? Today's the 11th, so, so it's going to release on Tuesday. It's going to release on Tuesday, so Tuesday. day after this. 
So if you guys want to pick that up, head on over to the store on Tuesday for PC, PS4, or Xbox One. Hellpoint for PC is coming out on the 16th. Uh, Hellpoint is an intense action RPG taking place in Irid Novo, or on Irid Novo, so it must be a planet. A derelict space station, oh, it's a space station, soaked in an intoxicating dark sci-fi atmosphere. Fight dreadful creatures, face the cosmic gods, and unravel their twisted story. Should the challenge be too great, play with a friend in local or online co-op. So this nice. this kind of has a Destiny vibe to it, not going to lie from, from looking at it. Uh, it's developed by Cradle Games, published by Tiny Build. And this is coming out Q2 of 2020. Uh, this says, uh, I guess the official date is April 16th. So if you guys want to check that out, it doesn't. Are you seeing a price on here? I am not. It's just a wish list because uh, it says it's planned releases Q2 2020. So I would just check with your sources to make sure that that's it's coming out for maybe another system or something. Yeah, I don't, by, I don't know. Because right now, Steam should have the release date as April 16th or 14th, excuse me. And right now, it doesn't show that so it may have been pushed back in the information you have might be limited so everybody yeah, so everybody just double check that one it seems kind of odd but uh it is it is supposed to come out in q2 if it doesn't come out on the a 16th. lot of weird things have been happening with games because of covid uh, yeah because of covid so it's possible that it just hasn't been updated on the site that we receive our games coming out so, so all right next up we have overcooked with an exclamation point overcooked two the gourmet edition so this game is actually already out but they are releasing the gourmet edition so i'll actually i'll go over what overcooked is first which looks really weird um overcooked it's a game yeah, yeah oh you think <laughs> thanks joe you know what would i do without you sometimes i don't know uh, how you survive without me i don't know how i survive either overcooked returns with a brand new helping of chaotic cooking action journey back to the onion kingdom and assemble your team of chefs in classic couch co-op or online play for up to four players hold on to your aprons it's time to save the world again god god knows we i mean hey right now the cooks are really saving the world I'm not gonna lie they're yep. they're cooking up a lot of to-go food um so this is actually got very positive reviews uh, it was developed by ghost town games and published by team 17 digital it was released on august 7 2018 now we have access for all of you that have been waiting patiently <laughs> for the gourmet edition um that is going to come out on the 16th for pc and just want to pull up uh it looks like it contains all the DLC basically that came with uh, Overcooked the, too. So yeah, all the DLC. So it's Surfing. There's an uh, expansion: Surfing Turf, Campfire Cookoff, Night of the Hangry Horde, and Carnival of Chaos. Also mm -hmm. includes 58 chefs. Uh, featured in the Too Many Cooks pack, dozens of kitchens, an appetizing menu of recipes, 26 different recipes, 130 different uh, kitchens. By the way, levels. Yeah. And then the co-op multiplayer. So, wow, they have a lot of expansions for this. So, this must have actually been a pretty good game. Yeah. So, it's funny. Ever since we started doing this segment, Joe, there's a lot of games that, man. Like, if I think I don't have time now buying, you know, the AAA titles like Final Fantasy and Pokemon. Oh, my God. If I actually... to The, the life of a video game reviewer right now. What I would do to, to work at IGN and just review games and play them all, you know? Well, with that being said, the next game on the docket <laughs> has to do with savings. So why don't you go ahead? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Savings, more saving your nuts, Joe. All right, it's That's very it. specific savings mm -hmm. there. Okay, 
Uh, this called this Save Your Nuts for PC, Xbox One, and Switch. It comes out April 16th. Man, the names just get better sometimes. Man, you uh, want to talk about go. bad puns and me using wild on a lot of stuff. This one starts off with go nuts in this insane one to eight player chaotic arena party game. <laughs> Put your so. cooperation skills to the test over intense physics-based battles, mixing casual offline modes and competitive online matches. This is uh, this seems like kind of a gimmicky uh, game. It didn't really get too many positive reviews. Developed and published by Triple Scale Games. So it's, it looks like it's kind of just like an indie game, a uh, small indie game. And mm. this is going to be fourteen ninety nine um, when it does come out. So that is it yep. for for this. Yeah, week on and it's the, uh, on yeah, games. it's it's early access, and right now it's it actually says on Steam April twenty fourth. So. It sounds like oh. it's next week. Yeah, see, so but, it looks like it might have already gotten pushed. So it might have been pushed, but anyways, it's it's going to be coming up. So uh, this is going to happen from time to time with everything that's going on right now with COVID and stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll try to keep it as up-to-date as possible uh, as best. we go through it. But with that being said, we want to thank everyone for coming aboard for another week of Game Wild. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and look forward to many, many more as they come out. And let's finish off with sjw you've been doing some a lot of stuff so why don't you tell people where they can find you outside of the podcast yeah that's a good point i again actually after we get off recording this um i'm helping organize an eu tournament for legends of runeterra i will also be casting the na tournament later today at 3 p.m um won't matter when you hear this podcast but um I may or may not be putting up a recording of some of the castings, so check out my YouTube channel. Shit just works if you want to try to see some of that. Uh, lots of Legend of Runeterra content as well. And uh, there's a lot of Runeterra spoilers coming out this month for that game, uh, just for the new set that's coming out on the 28th. So I have videos, like the second they get that news out on Reddit, I'm making a video, putting that up to, uh, to get that info to you guys. So uh, check it out. Obviously, I got my Instagram and Twitter and stuff, but lots of, lots of good stuff happening. And, oh, Oh, this is, you're going to hear it here first. I'm actually going to tell you too, Joe. I got to probably play with it a little bit more, but I think, I think I finally got a little bit of an animated intro for my YouTube. So it's not much, but it's better than, <laughs> it's better than what I had before. So, hey, it's baby steps, right? Hey, stills work too, so don't worry so, about it. Yeah, yeah, hey, you know what? It is, it is what it is. It's the content that matters, right? Excellent. So, Absolutely. So with that being said, everybody, thank you for coming on board. Rate and review us five stars, please. And we will see you next week. Peace out, everybody. Peace out.